0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, it's Matt Bovee from It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. This NFL offseason, we can fit 25 hours in a day, and that's because of podcasts that make you more productive when you're folding laundry, paying bills, making omelets for any other tasks that you've got to get done. Listen while you work. Do your chores and be entertained all at the same time. It's all about the bills, the news, insight, analysis, and of course, some jokes too, on demand, so it fits into your busy schedule. Follow the It's Always Game Day in Buffalo podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Hey, Bills Mafia, we know there's only one topic every day, all Bills all the
0: time. And now Matt Bovee and Sal Capaccio are going really deep, talking Bills all year long, because it's always game day in Buffalo.
1: Five and five, you said it, or they're, you know, they're not making the playoffs. I mean, I don't, I think all the numbers are going to tell you they're not going to, they're not going to operate like that. They're not going to, people are thinking, look, I know, I know what fans are thinking, right? I get this all the time well you just play for draft picks now that's not going to happen folks i'm sorry to tell you they're 5 and 5 they will have the mentality of we got to come get up next week we'll be 6 and 5 we can go we can still beat the eagles the chiefs and we can that's how they're going to operate so there's no sense in even thinking about packing it in and getting a draft pick you know that's not going to happen here but they have to now get ready for the new york jets and one thing i do think that is going to be interesting is and that would never you'd never get it from like players are never going to tell you they're never going to point fingers no. but I do think Matt that is very critical for this team right now to see how they what kind of body language sticking together there's been players all year they don't they don't do like post game interviews and they get very upset and they leave and I get that like um you know you can you can be in those positions but I think it's interesting now to kind of see how this goes between the offense, the defense, the coaches, and maybe the kind of messaging we see, the reports or anything like that. Heck, we got Trayvon Diggs texting. I'm yeah. sorry, tweeting texting. to the get yeah, get 14, get Stefan out of there. I mean, these are the kinds of things that can literally tear apart an organization.
0: Yep. And yep. And it feels like that's started to unravel a little bit. It feels like right after the game it was like somebody took a pin out of a grenade and then it just exploded. And, you know, we would have had this much criticism if the kick misses and they have 11 players on the field and we would have been like, hey, they won, but they got a lot of things they need to figure out and this does not look like a playoff team. Well, you don't have the benefit of the doubt. That was the podcast after the Giants game of like, okay, but that was even before the wheels had fallen off. So now you've got, an offense that's scoring 20 points a game led by the guy who has the most touchdowns in the NFL. You've got a head coach who obviously is being criticized by tons of people because it feels like a lot has boiled over on him and I think people's patience is where people's patience is wearing thin even though he's not going anywhere. Like he's got way too long of a leash to be the guy who ultimately takes the heat for this. And now you've got Stefan Diggs' brother tweeting about it. You've got people realizing they've got a 30% chance at making the playoffs. You have Mitch Morse coming out to the podium with Josh Allen, which I've like never seen before, to kind of almost like be by his side to support him, which is admirable, but also like a sign that things are seriously wrong with everything that's been going on. They'll, they'll say all the right things. They'll say, we've still got a chance. One week at a time, got to focus on the Jets. But you can only do that so many times and have this result and it actually, you know, have an impact on something, change something.
1: I'm I'm rambling. I'm sorry. You no, know, we all are. I think the bottom line is something's wrong with this football team. Yeah. And and we can say, well, we can joke this wrong, this wrong, and this wrong, and this wrong. I, I, I There's probably a lot of things wrong, but there's something wrong with this football team. And I think that's the the tough part is trying to put your finger really on what has happened here.
0: Maybe Diggs was right in the summer. I don't know. I don't, I, I have no idea what the whole thing was about and why there was a disconnect and why there was all of these different rumblings or whatever. But it's weird to me that his brother is taking a shot at the organization right when things start to like hit rock bottom to try and dig them into a deeper hole. Like, obviously, Trayvon knows how Stefan feels. So, that to me is a clear indication that Stefan Diggs is once again not happy with things that are going on. And I would imagine that is a continuation of all of the things that he was unhappy about, whatever those were in the offseason. And I think a lot of people were like, oh, Diva wide receiver, of course, you know, typical, want attention, always wanted to be talking about them. Maybe he just realized, like, if we don't figure things out, we have reached our ceiling and we need to change things, and they haven't. I don't know. That's just my read on it. Maybe it's – and maybe that's how some people outside feel. I've seen so many people the last couple weeks say, like, they'll never forgive this team for 13 seconds because that is the closest they will ever get to actually winning a Super Bowl. And I always thought that was crazy. But a couple years removed from it and watching them let this season slip away – I absolutely understand where those people are coming from.
1: Five and five, the Bills very much now on the outside looking in in the AFC playoff picture. So we'll see what happens as they uh, get prepared for the New York Jets, but more closely and immediately, we'll see what happens Tuesday and Wednesday. And if there's any news coming out of one Bills drive, as far as the coaching staff, any changes, we'll hear about that. Do
0: you think something happens? Let me ask you that.
1: Yes. I don't know what though. I do. I, I just think that it almost has to, like sometimes you do it just to do it and make a point, right? Not that you're just flipping about people's jobs, mm-hmm. but sometimes someone has to, like we, I said, be kind of like the fall guy, fall on the sword, whatever the phrasing you want to use just seems like those kinds of thing. This team is too good, too talented, has too high expectations to, I think, not have a significant change or some sort of change that some would view significant after what's happened here after 10 games.
0: But if that is their special teams coordinator, and I think imagine I would imagine a lot of people who listen to this podcast, who watch this podcast, probably have no idea who the name of that person even is. A lot of you probably do, that it's Matthew Smiley, but some of you may, don't, may not, and I think that doesn't move the meter. I think if the Bills come out on Tuesday afternoon and release a statement that they are parting ways with special teams coordinator Matthew Smiley, that does not move the meter. That does not send a message to really any – maybe internally it
1: does. I think, I think it would send a message to internally in the locker room. Yeah. And that's, that would be more important to them than what it would send to you or me.
0: That's right. But I also think that those guys, for as much as they say they block out the noise, they hear the noise. They see the noise, okay. and and they will not be like, oh wow, like Matthew Smiley. I'm sure he's a very li- he's a great guy. Like I, Matthew, I've had a, several conversations with Matthew Smiley. Really, really like him. Um, but that doesn't, you know, that that's not on SportsCenter tomorrow. <laughs> quite frankly, if they fire Matthew Smiley, if they move on from their offensive coordinator, it is a massive shockwave through the organization and really to everybody on the outside, proving that like. We realize we're broken.
1: Eric Wood told me a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about a coach getting fired. I think it was like um, when the Raiders fired McDaniel and then Antonio Pierce. He said, I said, why Why do teams all of a sudden play better for the new head coach? Sometimes you get that that spike, right? Mm-hmm. He said, because and this makes sense because the players want to show, okay, they did this. We better show it was him and not us, not me. I, I'm not the problem, right? Because next in line is, can't, okay, it's not him. It's got to be you. And Eric said, it does get your attention because you want to you perform to make sure everybody knows, okay, yeah, you made the right call. It's not me. It was the coach.
0: Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting to your happy place for a happy price go to your happy price Priceline. line that's what i think about when i think of sean coming to the podium and mo- saying right. multiple times that like we were missing five starters on defense and that's why we were in this game it just feels like jeremy white tweeted this it feels like he was a little qu- too quick to get to that it feels like why was he so eager to say like hey but the defense looks good but the defense looked good. Like, you're the head coach, dude. Like, you don't need to convince anybody, or, you know, you're not losing your job. You don't need to convince anybody that you're not the problem, or at least you wouldn't. It's messaging, think. you think? Yeah, I think so a little bit. I think it's a message that the offense is the problem. And if that's how they feel, which I think it is how they feel, then I think it's valid or possible that we see change. I thought we might have saw a change after the Bengals game. And after that, I was like, well, Still halfway through the season, you're still five and four. Or go win your next two games. You're seven and four. Whatever you know, who knows what happens? But now, I don't know. I've thought this way too many times with the offense over the last year. I I remember having specifically this thought after the Browns game in Detroit where they started super slow, and I was like, this offense just does not look like they have it. And then in that game, they figured it out, and they won. And the next game, the offense looked slow, but they still did enough, and they won against the Lions. And then kind of they hit their stride again. But, I mean, since they went to London, the offense has looked bad. Not even okay. They've looked bad by their standards.
1: Well, whatever happens, if anything happens at all, we'll have you covered here I know It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. Matt will have you at Channel 7 WKBW-TV. I'll have you on WGR Sports Radio five fifty.
0: Let me ask you this, okay? My initial plan for Tuesday was to go cover the Sabers game because it is Kyle Oposo's one thousandth game, and obviously there's some other Sabers rumblings that I, I won't really get into. But you know, if you're on social media, you've probably seen those rumblings. So my thought was, hey, on Tuesday I'm going to cover the Sabers. And when I'll- we talk about PK, we
1: don't mean the the penalty kill.
0: No, we don't talk about the penalty kill. Okay, South Buffalo understands what I'm talking about. So. My thought was that I'm going to go cover the Sabres game. I don't know if I can do that now. I, I don't know if I can go to the Sabres game because I'm worried I'm going to miss big Bill's news.
1: Well, I think if anything happens, we would, it would you'd know probably before then you can make a decision. That's why you got the great Brianna yeah, over at your station is. and Michael yeah. and all those people.
0: Yeah, no, everybody's great and they will all absolutely handle it. But it's like FOMO. Yeah, it's like major FOMO. I really do not like when I am out of the loop when something big happens and – no disrespect to Kyle Poso, but if they move on from a big time coach tomorrow, that is the biggest story in Buffalo sports. Now, what would be really interesting is what is the biggest story if the other thing happens? What's
1: the oh then if they move on from Ken Dorsey?
0: Or if they sign that hockey player.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. That'd be listen. Um, some
0: good PR coming out tomorrow
1: morning. At, by the way, by the way, hey, Kyle Posner, congratulations on your 1,000th game. Now go play the Boston Bruins, who yeah. basically are unbeatable almost, it seems like.
0: Yeah, could you imagine they lose tomorrow like 4-1 after this game tonight? Oh, they might. They, they, they could might, very well. And everybody's just like, when do the bandits? start? Yeah, right.
1: I know, right? Um Well, my advice is go to your Sabres game. Do what you've got to do because you can't just wait around for something to happen that might not happen.
0: Let me say this. You said that you think it's going
1: to happen. Something. I don't know something. what. I mean, it could be a position coach for all I know. It could be something in the organization
0: or something. You think it's going to happen. I said, I think it happens, but the more we have this conversation, the more I think nothing happens. I don't know why
1: they typically don't operate that way.
0: I know. I know,
1: but maybe now's the time. I mean, you know that that's, but that's typically not something this organization does. All right. Well, get some sleep, drive home safe.
0: Look at you. Look at you. He's
1: yawning right here on it's always game day in Buffalo.
0: 1.10 a.m. And I got a flight back to Grand Island to catch from Orchard Park. So I'll get home at 2 o'clock. I'm going to listen. I cannot expose myself to any talk radio on the Bills on the way home.
1: No, no, I get it. By the Bills lost a game where they only gave up 300 yards and 4.2 yards of play total. Unbelievable.
0: They almost won a game with four turnovers. That's
1: incredible. Incredible. Well, I guess it shouldn't be anymore with this team. Something's wrong. Let's see if they figure it out before next week. Let's see what they figure out to try and do about it on Tuesday or Wednesday. For Matt, I'm Sal. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching. It's always game day in Buffalo.